Hey friends, welcome to the same podcast renamed Healthy Mind, Happy Life with your hosts, Jen and Kate. We're glad to have you here for episode 21. Enjoy. Hey babes, this is Healthy Mind, Happy Life, your go-to podcast for life and spiritual coaching. Ladies, it's time to step into a new kind of confidence, one where you stop searching for and instead embrace who you are. Each week, we will bring you tools for mindset shifts, connecting with yourself, and living the life you desire guilt-free. Now, onto the show with your hosts, Caitlin Englert and Jen Morgan. Hey friends, today we wanna discuss self-made boundaries. We often think about boundaries for others, but have you ever thought about what it means to maintain boundaries to protect yourself? Boundaries can be a way for us to connect with ourselves and move from frustration into freedom with the world around us. And I believe this is a topic that's not discussed enough, and we often get fixated on how can I set this boundary, and then we expect other people to just follow it. Right. We set the boundary for others, expecting them to follow it. But really what we're missing is that the boundary isn't for them. It's to protect ourselves. And how we can do that is take a step back and think about how can you create some boundaries in your own world for yourself? Really simple ones that we'll talk about today and ones that are more complex and maybe really challenge you to do something different than you're used to doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I really like about what you said is that, you know, if you, you really boiled down, you want other people to hold a level of an in- integrity um, for you in your world. You need to be able to do that for yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. And so knowing what you need and what's required is kind of an inside job first. I mean, it's like something that we say like all the time, pretty much in, in any spiritual or coaching realm is like you change the world from inside of you first. And so, you know, what kind of boundaries are you going to set for yourself that you you're responsible to hold yourself to those things. And I think a lot of people um, do this kind of thing where they set a boundary, but then they flex it for their own convenience, but they expect other people to uphold it. Right. Mm. Like, I know I'm guilty of that myself where it's like, no, I want you to uh, do this, but like, I'm not doing it myself. Right. Right. And I think that that's a lot, you know, if we really look, look at it, we can say, Hey, you know what? Like that's an area that I didn't hold my own integrity and integrity is a huge, huge thing when it comes to boundaries. And so what integrity really boils down to is being impeccable with your word and following through on that. And so, um, there's actually a really good document somewhere, which I, hopefully I can find it and we can t- uh, put it in the show notes, but it's called the integrity document. And so what, it, what that goes through is kind of sharing when you say that you will, will uh, do something, that's a verbal agreement. And in order to stay in integrity, you need to, if something changes, like update that agreement, so to speak. And so mm-hmm. boundaries kind of really comes down to this like level of integrity with like holding true to what you say you will do or how you will follow through. And then, then once we do that, we can allow others to um, also uh, be, be upholding of that, I think. That's why self-boundaries is a really good place to start versus, oh, I need to set this boundary for this other person in my world, because if you can't 
set and maintain boundaries with yourself, how are you going to expect that others are going to respect you when you set boundaries with them? And you're going to find it more challenging and uncomfortable to try to, if you will, hold the line on your boundaries with other people because people are meant to push that line. People are meant to uh, not respect your boundaries. To challenge it. To challenge it. People don't like it. Just like, you know, you probably don't like it when people set boundaries because it's a, it's a shift in a dynamic in a relationship. And so a good way to practice just setting some boundaries with yourself are some really simple things, right? Like you want to say, go to bed by 10 PM every single night. Mm -hmm. So that is a non-negotiable boundary for you. So what do you do? You go, maybe go into your room at night or you start your routine that you do before bed and lights out and laying down by 9.30, so you can, you know, be asleep by 10. That's a non-negotiable boundary, you know, but if you're fluctuating with that, not just once in a while, I'm talking about like at media Frequent, yeah. frequently, you know, where you're like, oh no, I'm just going to stay up and watch one more show, one more show. And then you're going to bed at 11 or 12 or one, or, you know, then you're breaking your own boundaries. Or like if you allow the outside world to give you that pushback and that judgment. So like, for example, just with the bedtime things, like, you know, uh, we put the kids to bed at seven o'clock, seven o'clock is what it is, is what it's always been, you know? And that's my thing because, well, my brain shuts off at 10 o'clock and that's me respecting what my own body and my own brain, like how I like to function. Right. But when I say I put the kids to bed at seven o'clock, I have gotten so much pushback from other parents or my parents or just outside influences. Right. Well, judgment, the judgment of Mm -hmm. it. Well, like, why don't you let them stay up later? Well, why don't you No, this is a hard boundary. This is something I've established in my life so that I can function highly and my family can function highly. And so, you know, that's me holding, holding the line where there's not only is, is there a payout for me because I'm going to be well rested. I'm going to be in a better place. And my brain, like I'm not going to be as um, patient or kind or any of these things. If my brain doesn't function after a certain time, right? It's not beneficial for me and it's not beneficial for the people around me. And so even that outside influence, that kickback, you know, like for some people that that could, and for a lot of you guys out there, that could be enough to make you um, question whether your boundaries that you're setting or whatever it is that you're trying to uphold with integrity is a good idea or is okay. And so really holding that line means saying like, I see the payout of upholding this and any outside influence isn't going to influence me enough to like make me think otherwise of my choice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I really love that because the, the reason boundaries exist, at least in my world is because my values and beliefs or why I should say why people challenge it. Like what you're saying Mm -hmm. is because there's a difference of values and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what it is. And that doesn't make it right or wrong. That just makes it what it is. And it is frustrating when you're like, well, why can't this person just understand that I want to put my kids to bed at seven o'clock? Well, it's not their job to understand, right? But it's our job to maintain the boundary and not let what they're saying influence our decisions. Now, we as well, our bedtime for the kids is 730. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't usually fall asleep till almost eight, but at least we start the routine and get them all settled down and in bed. And a lot of people, you know, if they take them overnight or they're doing something with them, they will, 
you know, obviously it's out somewhat out of my control when other people have them, but break those boundaries. Yeah. Right. And the kickback from that, or even if I break those boundaries, even if I let the kids stay up till eight 30 or nine, day. the next day is rough. Yeah, like let me tell you that it. happened this weekend. They stayed up late with the sitter on Friday and all day, everything was a meltdown on Saturday. Yep. And so I have those boundaries in my world for a reason. And I the do co- get upset, a cost, right? There's there a is cost. a cost. Yes. And I do get upset when uh, like my parents or the sitters or other people don't understand that or think it's no big deal. But what I come back to is, you know what? They don't live it. They, they don't, don't live it. And so that's it. why I set these boundaries. And then, but I do need to be flexible too. Like, okay, if my parents, if I know they're going to take the kids, then I have to prepare myself. Like, is this worth it? Is it worth going to this wedding or to this event or to spend time with my husband worth that? And then I know coming back into it, I'm going to have to deal with tired kids. Well, and you have the ownership of that, right? So you can weigh that out the ownership. I like what you said about, you know, this kind of like values thing. Like, so it's like your, your values are different than other people's values. And so if you experience these things that are kind of like either judgment or somebody is putting their two cents in, you can just say to yourself, oh, well, this person values something different than I do. And um, so I wanted to um, share this because I was at a wedding over the weekend and I had to give a speech and, um, you know, I kind of like was like, oh, I don't know which way I want to go with this. And, you know, I could tell like a cutesy story, but like, I'm not like the most sappy person in the world. So I was like, let me just tell you what I know, you know, coaching, let me rely on that. And so the first thing I said in the, in the speech was this, and I, I think this plays into it pretty well when it comes to, you know, respecting other people. So I said, you know, when it comes to your partnership, you're not going to value the same things. Don't expect your partner to value what you do because it will only lead to power struggles. And instead of trying to convert your partner to your side, meet them where they are at with Mm. respect. And so this plays into that boundary situation too, because when you get that outside influence from other people, they might not respect your values. Most likely, if they're giving their two cents, they probably don't get what your values are anyway. Not that they're trying to blow past them. They probably just don't understand them. But can you say, okay, I know enough about myself that I can stay in integrity with my values when I'm setting a boundary and not let that outside influence affect me, but respect them in their opinion and just say, you know what, your opinion, you know, by all means, have your opinion. But I res- I respect my values. I respect you, but I'm holding true to what I know, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and it's a really hard thing. Um, and that's why I think coming back to setting some simple boundaries, if this is an area that you find challenging, if you find it hard to maintain boundaries with your kids or with family or with friends or work or whatever area it is for you, let's start with something more simple. Start with you know, a bedtime routine or um, trying to think of some other things. Yeah. Just, just small things. Like what do you need to feel good? Like things like that. Like for me, um, even just this past month, like I've really been kind of like, okay, what, what makes me feel good when I'm interacting in my world? Like for me, I've realized food is really important when I am not eating well, Mm. I don't function well. If I'm drinking a lot, I don't function well. These are things that like, for me, I'm like, 
the cost of what this is going to look like if I do it one, two days, or if I'm not sleeping well, one, two days, that is a, it's becoming the, the most massive. It's a huge cost because I'm not productive in my work. My vibration's not very high. I'm not able to focus on the growth and the expansion that I want to be in because I'm not matching the vibration of it. Huge freaking cost. Like, it's like almost like I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want any of that. I want to eat clean. You know, I will not put something in my body that I don't need. And to me, that's like, it's simple, simple things. Like what am I bringing into my world that helps me to function highly and makes me feel mm. good versus what doesn't like there's, um, you know, Daniel Laporte teaches stuff like this, like, okay, you have option between water and you have option between like soda, right? And you like re you resonate with um, feeling like really, really happy. If you put water in your body, is that going to support how you want to feel? You want to feel really happy. If you put soda in your body, is that going to support you feeling really happy? Like it might for like five seconds until you and feel that the, the sugar meltdown that happens later. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that took me out of my world and fully present for like 30 minutes. Like, is that worth it to you? That's a small boundary. Well, right now I am pregnant and Sprite is one of those things. <laughs> yeah. But it might, yeah. Like, so you, right now it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You but I don't do it every that. day because you're right. The So it's, I have this conversation a lot with women because I talk a lot about body image and anti-dieting and food and exercise, mm -hmm. all these, these concepts. And so I think the thing with boundaries is that they don't need to be rigid. No. Right. They can be flexible, um, but you have to decide. That's why I like the term negotiable and non-negotiable. Yeah. Yep, yep. So like what you're saying about water versus soda, like that maybe 80% yeah. that could be negotiable. Like 80% yeah. of the time I am drinking water because that's just what I like. And that's what does make me feel good. Yeah. But you know, maybe 20% in my week, like I might have two sodas or I don't know if that's the right percentage, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know what I'm saying. But also like, okay, I might have two or three, some, I, some weeks I might have I three, have a some weeks I have one. I have question for you. Sure. Okay. So like, if, so cause like straight's my thing when I'm pregnant too, like I wonder how many other people yeah, this if you have this too please comment and share with us but like every time I've been pregnant it's like Sprite but this is the thing I don't want it in I don't want it in the, like the can and I don't want it in like the plastic like I have to go to like McDonald's to get yeah. it specifically McDonald's yeah what fountain is, drink okay I didn't yeah, like I, I was or something that like that. The same thing. no <laughs> only get it when I go out to a like, yes. restaurant yeah it has yeah. to come out of the machine thing I don't know why that is it tastes different to me I did get it in a bottle once and that was fine. So like to me, that's an unnegotiable. But typically it's only if I'm out. It's a non-negotiable for me. The other, so like talking about food, like one boundary too for me is like, because my business is always taking me on the go. Yeah. I have found like, I'll just schedule things and not be very mindful yeah. of my schedule. And then I realize, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And now I'm on the go and I don't have time to go home. Yeah. And so I eat out which is not a bad thing, but when you do it multiple times a week, you know, it feel, it doesn't feel good to my body yeah. um, or my bank account. So yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. So talking about a, a negotiable or non-negotiable boundary. Yes. That's a negotiable boundary. How, okay. If I look at my, now I need to be more mindful of, okay, my week consists of this. I need to make sure from 12 to one or 11 to 12 or whatever time that works for me, I need to be home so I can eat. 
or yeah. I know this week it, that's not going to work. So I'm just going to stop and get something on Thursday, yep. you know, or I have this lunch date planned on Tuesday. And so that can be a little bit of a negotiable for me. But most of the time I want to create that boundary because that's what feels good to me. Yeah. That is not necessarily for anybody else. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is too, is, is, is like for setting those beginning boundaries, because I think a lot of us have been so programmed to be these like people pleasers. It's like, can you direct your energy towards yourself and say, what is it going to take for me to feel really good, massively good in my world? That's a great way to start. Like I need to be eating this amount. You know, I need to be eating in a certain way. I need to be showing up. Like for me, I just started going back to yoga. I know that's like hard to believe for a lot of you guys, but like I, I was lifting for, like, I'm proud of you yeah, by the way. Thank you. It yeah. was a little awkward at first. Cause I was like, um, how's my body going to work? I don't know. Because I was like lifting for so long. And then I'm like, oh boy, the stretching part. Uh, coming yeah. from somebody who is no, like, that's heavily- how it works. It's like either you're all into stretching and yoga or you're like all into lifting and you forget about your maintenance. Well, and it's so funny though, because I'm like, for somebody who is like a yoga teacher for as long as I've been, like, this is like sadness. This is like, like, but anyways, so it was non-negotiable for me to say, okay, you need to show up at least two times a week to do this. And this makes you feel really good. Right. So stuff like that, but also the second area where I would say to look and to start taking beginning steps is to realize the places in your life where you're in a power struggle, right? That might be with yourself. That might be with other people. That might be with third parties, right? It, where are you um, giving your power away to an, a situation or another human being that you can say, I don't want to be a part of this power struggle anymore. And if I say, and I set a hard line, I don't have to be right. It could be, you know, like, um, a friend that tells you way too much and you're like, actually, I cannot absorb this amount of drama or, or whatever you got to give to me. You know, like I want to be present for you, but let me tell you, Sally, that's too much for me. That's too much inf- information. <laughs> Karen, <laughs> Sally. So I'm always like, my, so I my, like Sally. my son always, he says he wants to play this game and he says it's called cousins. So like he gets to be the one cousin and I get to be the other cousin. And he's like, okay, what do you want your name to be? And also he's like, I forget what he, oh, he wants his name to be Jace. It's always Jace. And he says he's 500,000 years old. <laughs> and he'll come up to me and I'll say, what do you want your name to be? And I always go Sally. So it's like, now it's like, it's a thing. yeah, now it's a thing. So you know, but anyways, coming back, back to it. It's like, if this person, if you feel like you're in this enter, entering into a perpetual power struggle with another human being, this is a, this is a good place to like, say, okay, this, whatever's this going back forth, tug, tug, tug ain't working. I don't want to give my energy to this anymore. It's taking me out of that place where I do feel good. How can I let this person know, here's what I'm going to stand for. And here's what I won't quite simply. Right. And it goes back to the first kind of foundational principle, which is what's going to make you feel really, really good. Does being in a power struggle make you feel really, really good? Probably not. Some of us like to be distracted, right? But that also doesn't feel really, really good after a while. You might like the temporary, like, ooh, I'm distracted by drama. Uh, but eventually that feels real crappy, okay? And there's, I believe there's two different types of people. There's the people that self-disclose and probably share too much information. That's me. And then you have the people that are so closed off and reserved and don't share any information. Yeah. And what I've learned, I'm also the yeah. share too much. And I've learned how to kind of fluctuate between the yeah. two. You learn that like people, you know, you go to the park, you bring your kids you sit on a bench, they don't want to know about your bodily functions. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's like looking Wait, at me that like, definitely made oh, me like, what? just pause. You made me speechless. That never happens. I always have something good. to say. That was good. Yeah. I made it up. I haven't done that. Yeah. I just wanted to really see the look on your face. Well, you got a good reaction well, I, out of I me. I actually really do bond with people at parks. I, I was in Wegmans the other day and, um, for those of you that might not know what that is, it's a grocery store and it's like six in the morning. I ran out of coffee. I'm trying to get like some coffee before this to get the kids on, the, you know, my son on the bus and everything. And I am half asleep. Like I kid you not, like one eye is probably half closed, you know. Why didn't you make and it at I, home? I didn't have any. Did you just say that? I was, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. How did I miss that? <laughs> this, is a, this is a critical part of the story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So I, I kind of made of, that assumption anyway. I was out of coffee. Weapons. There was none in the house. Got so it. I had Got to it. leave in my car and go to the grocery store to buy the coffee to make the set of coffee. So anyway, so I, and then I was like, you know, feeling, feeling a little bit. My house bit, was closer. Uh, I couldn't show up at six in the morning. Hey, Do Kate, you have coffee? Can I come get coffee? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I have five minutes to myself. So I go over by the creamers and this guy goes, he, he, he's like right behind me. And he's like, Hey, I met you before. And I was like, <laughs> one eye open. And I looked like a real mess. And, and he's like, yeah, I met you on the playground once. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I do remember that. Like, I remembered like talking to this person. And it's so funny because I actually like do connect with people rather easily. So I am one of these mm -hmm. people that might potentially give too much information, but it was actually nice in this sense. Like, you know, there's a sense of camaraderie with like just other co parents. And it was nice to just like, oh, hey, I've met you before. And I was like, oh, hey, like, you know, how's it going and whatever. Because parks are a great magical place. That's all. That's my tangent. Well, I like to just <laughs> not talk to people at parks. Oh, okay, so you turn into the other type of person. Yeah, yeah. but typically I am uh let me share it all. So and I feel like I have to let everyone in my world know what's going on. And I've just always been that way. The thing that I've learned is don't open conversations mm -hmm. you don't want opinions on. Yeah. So that's another actually very easy boundary. Very easy. Well, maybe. Well, Maybe it's it super easy, but you don't have to tell those other people, right? Like you don't have to say, Hey, these are my boundaries. This is something you create in your own head, yeah. in your own world. So if you know that just, let's say your dad is going to judge you for a de parenting decision you're making or a job decision that you're making, he's probably not the person you're going to disclose all this information to, because you know that he's probably not going to support you the way that you're looking to be supported. And that conversation is probably going to end up being very upsetting to you, or you're going to feel frustrated or someone's going to get upset. So I'm not saying don't share information. I'm just saying, know your audience. Yeah. So I like to turn to the people that I know will support me first and that I can center myself, get myself in uh, very grounded and connected with myself before I go in sharing all of these things with people around me. Yeah. And I get to pick and that, choose that necessarily those people are always going to support you, but they're going to give you information out of love. So like for us, you know, there mm -hmm. might be like things I've said to you, I know you're not going to be like, Jen, keep doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I'm going to you because you are that outside perspective and it's warranted. And I'm kind of asking to, to have a different perspective. Right. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you should refrain, you know, and only talk to people that will support you because sometimes having that outside perspective is good, but, but do that with caution and know that that other person 
is coming from a place of love and coming from a place of support, even if they're not saying exactly what you want to hear. Right. So two different things. Yeah. That, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I find, um, I can't expect others to understand because they don't live in my world. Yes. Right. And so if I don't want their opinion on something, then I don't bring up that conversation. Or if I just want someone to, I guess, I guess what I mean by support is yes. I like if a friend will challenge me or offer different solutions, mm -hmm. but going to you versus say my mom, I'm going to get two different, two different, yeah, two very different well, opinions. And if that's going to affect your choice. Like, I think that that can be a huge thing to think about. It's like, you want like some outside perspective just to, to be a critical thinker, right? Mm -hmm. To really, to really look at your world and say, wow, okay, let me like look at all the cards. I don't want to look at just one. But also when you're making a choice, make it from a place of like, you know, or setting a boundary. This is what I, where I'm in integrity with myself mm -hmm. and I'm trusting my gut and my intuition. Because the thing is, is that like, well, I'm going to say this is on the podcast, but um, what is it like, like, like assholes or opinions, everybody's got it or yeah, asshole, like something. What is it? That one? It's opinions are like assholes. Everyone Everyone's has got one. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. So like, really like, you know, if you're somebody who you're just starting to work on, you know, setting boundaries or not people pleasing or making choices that align with you, if you constantly let yourself have all that outside influence and all those outside opinions, and you don't know how to stand your ground yet, I would, I would say maybe like you're saying, zero in a little bit and refrain because get confident in what you know to be true for yourself first. Because all those outside opinions, like you would literally be doing a tug of war perpetually if you don't know how to stand in your own belief, right? Your own values. Mm -hmm. it, you would just be like, well, my mom says this and Kate says this and my best friend, other best friend says this. And I mean, literally everybody's going to have an opinion on what it is that the way that you should be operating your world and in your life. But guess who's in it? You. Well, and we have to be intentional about who we're picking to tell Wait, did I say that right? Yeah, who we're picking in our world to yeah. disclose things to. There we go. Um, it's a bit of a tough talking day. It is. I'm it like, is. That I don't know why. The assholes. I think it's Monday. That's why. Or should we brain... say buttholes? No, we swear all the time. I say like that for it all. Yeah, time. whatever. So who cares? It's intentional. It's our <laughs> podcast. We can do what we want. So there's a, I heard once a rule of three, and this is what I like to tell clients the rule of three pick three people and then. I don't want to say stop talking about it, but set that boundary. Because if you, if you go beyond that and you start talking to five, six, seven, eight people, that's too much information. Yeah, yeah. Too many opinions. Now you're still left in this place of, I can't make a decision or I don't know how to process Paralyzed. it. So I like the rule of three, yeah, again, being that's a little good. flexible, but the rule of three, right? Pick three people and one person might be your person you just need to co complain and bitch to. Yeah. Another person you're gonna might look be your for a co-conspirator first usually. What was Yeah, me? most of yeah. us do that. If yeah. we're like if we're ramped up and we're looking yeah. to like just they bitch are hard to find. No, they're not. <laughs> you know, but you also want someone that's going to offer you a different perspective yeah. on on the situation or also just validate you well, as well. I don't usually find a co-conspirator. I realize that. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try going to a co-conspirator first because I, I actually feel that I want to bitch sometimes. 
I want to start doing that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I like to bitch sometimes too. And sometimes we do need to vent. You know, it can be helpful to just get it off our chest. Like I had uh, a conversation the other day and I just needed to vent about it afterwards, you know, but continuing to do that will yeah. be toxic to yeah. me. So again, coming back to boundaries, that's another like little boundary you can set for yourself is, okay, I'm going to allow myself to vent twice about this. Yeah. And then I'm going to move into the solution, yeah. right? And it's not always that cut and dry, but if you can create some type of boundary for yourself, you know, like the rule of three, or, you know, I'm going to allow myself to vent to one person about this or whatever boundary you create, um, you know, follow through with whatever you're creating for yourself. That's what it comes down mm -hmm. to. These are just some suggestions or things that we use in our world, but you have to create what works best for you. So if you know that bitching about it to four different people, that's most likely probably not moving you into or a solution. Even, even like, you know, and it's keeping you all ramped up. Yeah. Even like a simple tactic is like, okay, you're, you're feeling, uh, you know, some type of way about some specific situation or person or place or thing. Can you like interrupt it and go do something that you know will like help be productive for you? Like go run, go run. I'm thinking I'm like want to mm -hmm. roll down the hill over here. You know, Ooh, that's, that's fun. My kids yeah, do that. You know, get, get some energy out. Just kind of like almost like kind of shock the system a little bit and then see if you even like care to like just tell someone that because sometimes if you just like disrupt it, it's not not feeling it. It's just like, oh, actually like it wasn't really that critical. Like I got it out, mm -hmm. you know, it was like uh, different ways of trying to get something um, to move through the system. Cause definitely I see a lot of people where it's like they're fighting their emotions and then, you know, it, it kind of amounts, amounts, amounts. And then they'll go and they would go and vent to somebody and vent to somebody and vent to somebody and vent to somebody. And then venting to some, somebody can create the stuck getting them stuck. Yeah. That's a good so point. it's like they go from emotion and then they're almost like, well, I, I I don't know if I should be feeling this way. And then they go look for people to validate it. And when they go look for too many people to validate it, then they end up stuck in it. So it's actually like not productive for moving through. Whereas like sometimes if you just like kind of just do like a disruptor that is healthy, you might see like, oh, I've actually kind of worked that out in my own head. It's just like you needed the break. You needed like the go be playful or the go move or the go whatever to just like, oh, I switched my, my feeling on this and my emotion mm -hmm. got a chance to do whatever it needed to do. And now I don't need to go and like, you know, tell 20 people because I I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. I think that can be a really powerful thing too. So. Yeah. And I think having conversations with people can, you know, go uh, multiple ways. Sometimes you have a conversation with someone and it feels a little easier and you feel good after that conversation, like things got resolved but then you have conversations where you might not see eye to eye with somebody on something and you just maybe you don't feel heard or you don't take the time to hear them. And I'm sure everyone can relate to this. And then afterwards, you're continuing to process and, yeah. and brew on it and think about all the things you didn't get to say or you're thinking about all the things they said and you ruminate and ruminate. And that's where, you know, we will it's start venting. To, it's not. And, and sometimes we do, like I said, need to vent to a couple people. And I feel like this, this recently did happen in my life. And I found myself kind of obsessing about it for days. And I just had to keep telling myself, you know what, I did my part. Yeah, I did my part. And yes, were there things that I didn't get to say, or there observations that I made after the conversation? Sure. 
but you know what? I still did my part. I said what I wanted to say. And it's not my job to get that person to see my side in yeah, things. There's the power struggle, right? Yep. My yeah. job was to say what I needed to say and then just let it be what it is. Yep. And so to, to kind of end things, what we want to leave you with is three different ways that you can implement boundaries in your own world that are simple and effective. Mm-hmm. And so the first one is being mindful of your audience. Yep. Know who you are talking to. So I know that person A is going to frustrate me if I bring up this conversation. They're not, they're not the person I'm going to talk to about this. And be mindful of like your own seeking for validation. Mm. Like that's a huge thing for people. Yeah. It's like they really want to tell people that are going to validate their own, you know, their own inner commentary. And it's like, you don't need somebody to validate that then. Why even, why even tell them if you can stand behind yourself in it, mm-hmm. right? Is it even necessary? There's a saying when I, well, not, not just when I got clean, it's a recovery saying, but don't look for people to co-sign your bullshit. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it's like if you're thinking about using drugs, right, or you have reservations, you're probably going to seek out people that would that will be like, yeah, you know, alcohol wasn't your drug. It was cocaine. Do whatever. Do what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or if you go to this person over here and they're like explaining to you the disease of addiction and their story and where things led the way that you think about that is going to be very different or how you come out of that is going to look very different. So know your audience and know yourself. Like what Jen just said, know yourself. Yep. Right. We can only fool ourselves and we can be honest with ourselves. And, and you know, if you already have an inner narrative of whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're seeking out validation for, like mm, probably stop the bus. Right. And just Mm -hmm. see like, am I behind, am I actually behind myself in this or am I just looking for, like you said, you know, like somebody who is using, you know, they're going to probably, if they want to use again, they would support their own storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is fine. And they're going to find the, ne- the next three people that are going to validate that for them. Mm-hmm. And then that's not, that's not a healthy boundary setting. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a very good foundation for really just about anything. So definitely consider that. The next one is, which I feel like people could take this the wrong way, but pick it. You get to pick and choose what yeah. you tell people. Yep. Okay. And that doesn't mean you get to manipulate people or that, oh, I don't, I really don't want their opinion because I know what they're going to say. So I'm not going to tell them that. That's not what we mean. Yeah. What I mean is kind of what we just said, knowing your audience that you get to pick in your own world. If you're going to tell your mom something or your friend something or your husband something, you get to pick and choose those things. Mm -hmm. But also, being aware of why you are or not telling them. Yeah. Knowing yourself and having that awareness with yourself of why don't I want to tell them? Is it because I know what they're going to say and I don't want to hear it? Or is it because I know that they come from a different set of values and beliefs and so their perspective is not my Mm -hmm. perspective and I'm going to end up frustrated. Yeah. So I'm just choosing not to tell them this thing. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. So just always ask yourself that too, is why am I picking and choosing what to tell this person or that person? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is stand your ground. Yep. And if you can't stand your ground with yourself, with all these self boundaries that we talked about today, you can't expect that others are going to respect boundaries when you set them. That first level of integrity is within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody else's job. 
It is not other people's job to respect your boundary. Mm -hmm. Is it frustrating when people don't? Absolutely. Is it exhausting when people don't? Absolutely. But the other, the other thing with that too, I will say is that setting consequences for, for those missteps. If you, if it is such a critical thing for you mm -hmm. and you need to set boundary with another person and the, giving that a consequence, like, Hey, if you do this, then that it may, they still might not respect it, but if there's a consequence, they might think twice about doing it over and over and over and over. Hey mom, if you give me your opinion one more time, I'm not going to answer the phone call next time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, there's a consequence, right? Yeah. And it's also about, um, kind of rating this, like what feels most important to you? Because also, again, we don't need to be so rigid yeah. that it pushes all these people away. And our way isn't always just the right way. Like we still need to have understanding and respect for other people and have some flexibility in there too. You know, it doesn't need to look exactly one way or be super rigid you know, we can still have boundaries and be flexible. Those two can coexist. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for chiming in today. We really appreciate all the love. And if there's any topics or anything you want to hear about, please, again, today's a, a, a blah, 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 blah day. <laughs> please write in. We'd like to hear about any topics that are resonating with you. Bye, guys.